Hello and welcome to episode four of LFP, the Lee Forest podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about internet safety. As you continue to learn from home and complete your work using tablets, laptops and phones, staying safe online is of paramount importance. Obviously, there are lots of different websites which offer online safety advice, and Mr. Croxon also regularly posts online safety guidance for individual games that you might play at home, such as Roblox or Fortnite. And as people are now spending large amounts of their time online to work, play and socialise with friends, we've come up with a list of the top 10 things that you can do to stay safe online. So, number one, don't post any personal information online. This includes your address, email address and mobile number. Number two, agree to computer rules set up by your parents, teachers or guardians, because with freedom and trust comes the expectation that you will act responsibly. Number three, think carefully before posting pictures or videos of yourself or others, as once you've posted a picture online, it can be downloaded and shared by anybody. Number four, remember that not everyone online is who they say they are. Our Google Classrooms and Class Dojos are secure spaces. Number five, respect other people's views, even if you don't agree. Number six, if you see something online that makes you feel uncomfortable, unsafe or worried, tell a trusted adult. Number seven, keep your privacy settings as high as possible. Number eight, it might seem obvious, but never give out your password. Number nine, don't meet up with people you've met online. Speak to your parent, carer or teacher about people suggesting you do. And finally, number ten. Always be kind to others online. Do not do anything that may hurt others, including joining in with conversations discussing other people. So now that you've heard our top tips for staying safe online, why not create your own online safety poster and send it to your teacher? And now it's time for Votes for Schools. Votes for Schools. Votes for Schools. In the last episode, we asked you to think about would you like to be a child actor using the videos from the cast of Mallory Towers? We received lots of your responses and reasons why, and we've got lots of budding actors at Lee Forest. So make sure that you listen out for the upcoming Remarkable Lives drama competition, which will hopefully satisfy your hunger to perform. This week, pupils will once again be discussing coronavirus, but this time with a particularly international spin. The question up for debate is should every country follow the same coronavirus advice? In the lessons that will be shared by your teachers, you'll have the opportunity to hear from people all over the world about their experiences of the pandemic and how these are set to change, or not, in the near future, before deciding whether universal guidance is possible or whether countries need to devise their own unique strategies. The question is, should every country follow the same coronavirus advice or not? Remember to give some reasons why, and we will discuss your answers in the next episode. Despite coronavirus dominating the news at the moment, I'm sure that some of you will know that today also marks a special day in the history of Britain. But why? Mrs Wood will tell you more. Today, Friday the 8th of May, marks the 75th anniversary of the day towards the end of World War II when fighting against Nazi Germany came to an end for people in Europe. VE stands for Victory in Europe. On the 8th of May 1945, the VE Day celebrations continued well into the night. The largest crowds in Britain were in the capital, but people all around the country took part in the parties, singing and dancing. Many bonfires and fireworks were lit to mark the occasion. 
So, how can we celebrate in lockdown? Me, personally, I'm going to host a tea party for my husband and my dog, Denzel. And when I spoke to my mum, she said that they're having a street party at a distance on their road. Perhaps this is happening on your road. Or if not, it could be your idea to get people celebrating together. Maybe you could bake a celebratory cake. Or you could make your own Union Jack bunting and banners and host a small party. Watch out on television for the Queen's Speech, the Albert Hall concert, the Red Arrow performance and also for the London Eye to be lit up in red, white and blue. Whatever you decide to do, have a fantastic bank holiday and stay safe. Hi everyone, now it's time for a quick VE Day quiz. I'm going to read out the questions, but then I'll come back later to give you your answers. Question 1. What does VE Day stand for? Question 2. What does VE Day commemorate? What do we celebrate? Question 3. Who was the British Prime Minister at the time of VE Day? Question 4. What year did Britain declare war on Germany? Question 5. Who was Britain's monarch during World War II? Question 6. How many years did the Second World War last? Question 7. What was Princess Elizabeth, who is now our Queen, allowed to do on VE Day? And the final question. Who is the British singer who's famous for the wartime hit, We'll Meet Again? It's now time for our newest segment of the show, where we are joined by Mrs. Morsley, who will be giving us an MFL Masterclass. MFL Masterclass. Hola a todos y bienvenido a la segunda parte de nuestro programa Español con Señora Morsley. Hi everyone, hope you're all well. Welcome to the second part of our program, which is Spanish with Mrs. Morsley. Esta semana vamos a aprender sobre la tema la fruta. So, as I said before, this week we're going to be looking at a different theme and this week's theme is la fruta. So, it's a have a think. Is there any way that we can kind of guess or predict what this topic is going to be about? La fruta. If you think fruit, then you'd be absolutely correct. Remember, some words are what we call cognates. Can you remember what cognates means? We spoke about this quite a lot in our lessons over the last year or so. So if you remember correctly then, a cognate is a word that has a similar sound or a similar meaning to what we would use in English. So in English we'd say fruit, Spanish la fruta. So we're going to start with a question and that question is ¿Qué fruta te gusta? Now lots of you are already familiar with the phrase me gusta and no me gusta. So if you remember correctly then, it means I like or I don't like. So I'm asking you, ¿qué fruta te gusta? What do you think that means? So if you are thinking I'm asking you which fruit you like, you'd be absolutely correct. And in order to answer that question, we're going to have to use me gusta or me gustan, depending on whether we are talking about one object, so singular noun, or more than one object, plural. So, if I ask you, ¿qué fruta te gusta? You're going to want to tell me which fruit you like. And I'm going to give you five different fruits for you to learn. So, the first one is apple. 
or I would say, I like apples, I'd use plural. I like apples. So I'd say, me gustan las manzanas. So listen carefully, me gustan, because we're talking about more than one object, we're talking plural. So we have to say, me gustan, and then las manzanas, apples. Can you say that? Me gustan las manzanas. The second fruit I'm going to introduce you to is las perras. Have a think. What do you think las perras is referring to? Again, think about a cognate. So, perra. What do you think una perra is or la perra? What type of fruit? Think about a very similar word in English. And you'd be absolutely correct if you are thinking of a pear or pears. So, we have las manzanas, apples. Las perras, pears, las naranjas. Now, you've already come across the word naranja when we've looked at colour. So, can you think of a fruit that has the same name as a colour? And if you are thinking oranges, you would be correct. So, we have so far las manzanas, apples, las perras, pears, las naranjas, oranges, las fresas. Las fresas are strawberries. And finally, we have los platanos. Los platanos are bananas. Now, listen carefully and see which one of these is the odd one out and think about why it is the odd one out. We've got las manzanas, las peras, las naranjas, las fresas and los platanos. Can you hear that one of those words is different? Have a think about gender. We've looked at gender in um, nouns and think about which one is different and why. If you have selected los platanos as the odd one out, well done. You should be able to hear that all the other vocabulary starts with las, which is the plural version. So we've got las manzanas, which is a feminine noun. Las peras, again, feminine. Las naranjas and las fresas. Los platanos, remember we spoke about last week how some but not all nouns end in an O if it's masculine or an A if it's feminine. So this is quite an easy one for us to pick up on. So if I ask you, ¿Qué fruta te gusta? You should now be able to tell me or somebody in your family which of these five fruits is your favourite? So, I hope you've enjoyed learning a few more Spanish words. My challenge this week for you is, if you are feeling quite arty and creative, to have a look online at the French artist Paul Cézanne, who is very famous for his still-life paintings of bowls of fruit or tables full of fruit. If you could have a go at recreating that in some way, whether it's with wax crayons, with chalk, paints, collaging however you want to do it would be absolutely amazing and send your pictures in via dojo i'd love to see what you can come up with those of you that have been doing the mfl project looking at different countries around the world this week our focus is going to be on france and the challenge for that is to recreate a still life picture in the style of paul Cézanne. so have a go send them in and as i said i'm looking forward to seeing all of your fabulous work you're doing a great job, all of you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you all soon. Hasta luego.
The second of our new segments is the article of the week. These articles are provided by UNICEF and form part of the Rights Respecting Schools programme. Article of the Week This week's article is Article 14, Freedom of Thought, Beliefs and Religion. This means that every child has the right to think and believe what they choose and also to practice their religion as long as they are not stopping other people from enjoying their rights. Further activities and resources on this topic can be found on the UNICEF website www.unicef.org.uk or by searching for UNICEF Article of the Week on your web browser. Now is the part of the show where we find our fun fact of the day. Again, we want you to get involved at home by sending us your fun facts. We'll then choose the best one and use it on the next episode. Fact of the Did you know that you can hear a blue whale's heartbeat from more than two miles away? Remember, we want you to get involved at home too. So send in your amazing facts through Google Classroom, Class Dojo, or even the comments section too. Now it's time for the last segment of the show, the Social Media Minute. Social Media Minute. Social Media Minute. Right, now we're going to have a look at some of the great things that have been happening online. So we're talking about things like Twitter and Facebook. And Miss McLaughlin's going to give you the rundown of those. This week I thought it would be good to stick with the theme of online safety. So I thought I'd share some safe search websites that the children can use when they are searching for things online that will be filtered and give them the results that they want to see and that they need to see. The first website is www.kiddle.pub. Kiddle is a safe visual search engine for children and most Kiddle results are illustrated with big thumbnails that makes it easier for children to scan results. The second website is www.safesearchkids.com. And Safe Search Kids is powered by Google to deliver a strict filtering of search results. And the final website is www.wackysafe.com. And again, this is a fun and safe search for children of all ages, with the aim of ensuring that your child stays safe when browsing online. So let's see how you did in the quiz. Question one, what does VE Day stand for? One point if you said Victory in Europe Day. Question two, what does VE Day commemorate? It commemorates the defeat over Germany by the Allied forces during World War II. It doesn't mark the end of World War II. This was September the 2nd, 1945, after the defeat of Japan. Question three, who was the Prime Minister at the time of VE Day? I know you all know this, Winston Churchill. Question four, what year did Britain declare war on Germany? 1939. Question five, who was Britain's monarch during World War II? It was King George VI, who was Queen Elizabeth's father. Question six, how many years did the Second World War last? It was six years. Question seven, what was Princess Elizabeth allowed to do on VE Day? She actually went outside and stood amongst the crowds in Trafalgar Square with her youngest sister, Margaret. Her mother wasn't very happy and they went against her wishes. And the final question, who is the singer famous for the wartime hit, We'll Meet Again? It's Captain Tom's favourite, Dame Vera Lynn, and she's now actually 103 years old. Let us know your scores. 
Send us a message on Clash Dojo or Google Classroom. Let's see how many of you can get eight out of eight. See you soon. That's it for this week's episode. We hope that you really enjoyed it and continue to pass on the pod to your friends and family to get as many people listening as possible. Make sure that you join us for the next one where we'll be discussing all things science. Science.